0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com recommend today.
1: You know, it occurred to me something, guys. Um, and after I read a Facebook post of my buddy, Chris Voxakis, you know him as 40 year old virgin. Yes. Chris said PSA, for those of you who don't know, public service announcement. People were also celebrating when the current ownership group purchased the Orioles from Mr. Jacobs. Change is not always for the better, no matter how bad the present seems. Maybe some feel that way. Mm, I don't like, you know what? I was excited way back when, back in 1993. And now here we are waiting for the York. Maybe somebody, feel, well, you know he. He voiced that,
2: so he's not alone. Well, Ken Rosenthal wrote uh, essentially the same thing, but said that, you know, it's exciting times for the Orioles. I mean, it's like, hey, you don't know what to expect. You can sit here and say, oh, yeah, we've got this uh, new ownership. They're going to come in and spend all this money. Maybe they come in and run it just like a business. And it's not, you know, I mean, you have to run it like a business, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's There's a a, there's a lot of things that you have to look at and take into consideration um mm-hmm. when you're ready to win and when when all those things are coming along how much money you're going to spend which you know is it worrisome of how much money you're putting out if the stadium's not full yet right or we're going to get are we going to draw tv deals all those things so um I, yeah i understand all that but come on if, if you've been dealing with this for as long as a lot of Oriole fans have and i've been in radio the entire time the angelos families owned the team um You've probably wanted them to sell after about 2000. Like, hey, come on, man. What's going on with this? So it, it, they went out and spent money the wrong way when they signed those three big time free agents. Remember, we had the billboards up with Tejada, yeah. Lopez, 97 in yeah. Palmero. The Palmero. No, yeah. this was like 2000. 2004.
1: Oh four. Yeah. Oh was four. it 04? I think I'm, it was I'm, right I'm, around I'm, there. It was 04. So, it was 04.
2: But um, yeah, I, I just don't. You know, like, I, I'm excited. Like, I was driving, in, I was talking about this morning, driving in this morning, I had a smile on my face. Like, I just reading more about it, understanding what's going on. I had people texting me. Blown. I saw the text this morning. Hey, did the Orioles get sold? Like, I mean, you're all getting the same information I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I got a couple of texts. Is this true? Like, dude, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but they're not going to have a meeting with us and say, hey, this is what we're doing, mm. until they did it. Well, they had a meeting with the other massive people. That doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you heard about that,
2: too.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who told you?
2: It Hollander. Hollander, yeah.
1: yeah. It's funny because when you talk about the whole... Tejada, Lopez, Palmero returning at the time. What happened out of that? Uh, but Tejada and Palmero, that was a yeah. colossal well, crap show. Tejada, first, what, his first year here he led the league in RBI, like had uh, like 150 RBI yeah, or something. Broke the Orioles record. Yeah. Uh, he I mean, he started off great, playing every game the first three years, 162.
2: Remember that briefcase he always had with him? Everybody was always talking about, like, I remember the sound clips we'd play, mm-hmm. and we would joke that it was Tejada's briefcase that Major League Baseball was trying to crack into, but it was them cleaning out the cleats in the locker room. Everybody was like, what's that sound in the background when they're all talking? Yeah. It's like, that's them cleaning cleats, but it's like, are they cracking crabs? Like, no, that's them trying to get into Tejada's briefcase and find out what's actually in there. What all he, his What did he carry in there? Supposedly his B12. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. What are you gonna do? Four How ten five feeling? eight
1: three one zero five seven is How the are number. You feeling is this about weird this for ownership? You? Yeah, it's it's weird because you know the person you work for is still the person you work for. Mm-hmm. Now you just have a new person you work for added to the person that you used to work for. So mm-hmm. you know, I think I think I don't know which one of you asked who's in charge. Yeah, I did. So I don't. Is it you? I don't know <laughs> what to think <laughs> right now. Honestly, I mean, as a, as a fan. <laughs> I think I'm happy because you you've got some people in here with deep pockets. It's the fourth richest ownership group yeah. in all the baseball. If that doesn't excite you, you're stupid. If you're a boy Oriole fan, that got it has to excite you. Yeah. But then there's the the or or the Oriole broadcasting team side. I'm like I don't know what the thing because I don't I don't know who I'm working for. You know you don't you don't I don't know.
3: Yeah, well maybe it's like this for, you, for people like you. Like I've been in this, you know company. For, Almost 20 years Several different owners. <laughs> this has got to be the fourth owner we've had. I mean, I try to remember. It was, when I got here with
1: CBS, then who was between? It was
3: Infinity before it, that. I wasn't here for that. Yeah, it was Infinity, then it was CBS. I got It was here Entercom, CBS, yeah. Yeah. Intercom. Yeah. CBS Intercom, yeah. Intercom, yeah. Intercom and, and, and then in they changed the name. There to so there's three different owners. Yeah.
2: But even when we were CBS, like we were on ESPN radio there, which they had had at the time because mm-hmm. I don't think CBS had, I don't know. It doesn't, like, yeah, there were a lot of different owners, a lot of moving parts and things changing. And, and honestly, sometimes when things change, it's it you always think it's going to be for the better, sometimes it's not. But yeah. I, this is one where I or had, you don't if, even
3: notice. I'm hmm.
2: optimistic. I'm not even it's not even guarded optimism. Like I'm I'm happy. Well, you should be.
3: I think you should be happy that the Rubinstein's from here.
1: Yep, that's that excites me. That excites that, me. Because he's not only from here, whenever he speaks, you hear that Baltimore pride come out. Yeah. Here's a kid growing up here, here with Baltimore City College. Mm-hmm. If you ever, if you ever thought there was a chance this team would move, which I didn't, this should silence that.
3: Yeah, I mean, so a guy who's from here, you know, I just have more faith in people that are from here who be like have some kind of they grew up with this team. They, you know, they they have a lot of pride in it. So it's just encouraging. me. It's not just you know, like say like Cronky moving around the country.
1: Yeah, and let's look you at know? let's look at like the history of, of when, guy, when, when people, ownership groups, buy teams that they were fans of. You know what I mean? They, they put the right people in place, but they want to spend because they want their team, not only the team that they own, mm-hmm. the team that they were fans of to be great again. And Orioles have some great history. And uh, I just, you know, again, it's, it's to be determined what it's going to be, what it's going to look like. But when you have the f- fourth richest ownership group in all of baseball... That's a pretty good start. You look, well, you think of, right here in our backyard, the other Ashanti. Yep, he's born in Philly, but he he moved here
3: at a young, a young age and was his family went to Oriole games and Colts games, and he's a fan of the team, and that's why he you know I think is so passionate. He's not just the owner; he's a fan. Exhibit A.
1: 410-583-1057 is the number. Speaking of the Orioles, does Cedric Mullins need a bounce back year? We'll talk about that at seven forty five. But on the other side, Ed Norris, you gonna do the hockey? Yes. Um,
3: something I, I was suspicious of came true. There's a, uh, a huge, like, hand grenade of a scandal in the NHL right now, right at the All-Star break. Wow. It's, a, it's a big
1: deal. It is a huge deal. You were all on this couple. You didn't know what was going down, but, but you knew was something up. was going yeah. down. Ed Norris does the hockey up next on the fan.
4: Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's do the hockey, Ed Norris. What it do, what it do.
2: Smooth, man.
3: Well, you mentioned I had so I, I s- smelled something wrong uh, in the NHL the other day. And it's around, around the t- 20th, 21st, 23rd of January, 23rd, Carter Hart takes a, uh, a mysterious leaf of absence from the Philadelphia Flyers. He's having a really good year this year. Then he doesn't. All of a sudden, he's having a, a very strong season. And January 20th, he has a bad night, his last start at that, uh, this season. Um, but it's against the Avalanche. So, I mean, the Avalanche is one of the best teams in the NHL. The Flyers lose 7-4, but the Flyers were doing really well at the time. Um, it was second in, in the, uh, the metropolitan division behind the Rangers, having a good season. Hearts having a good season. Then all of a sudden, he is gone, and they announced on the twenty third of January that he's taken a leave for personal reasons. Okay. Since then, now that he's been out, show how important goalies are in hockey. The Flyers have taken a uh, nosedive; they've lost five in a row. Um, They've lost seven four against the Avalanche. I've been mentioned. Senators, they lose five three. The Lightning beat him six three. The Red Wings shut him out three nothing. The Bruins spank him six to two. This has all gone on in the last week since he's gone. Then this just breaks. Um <laughs> five players, four current NHL players and one uh former have been locked up in charge in London. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you go, ooh, this is a big deal. And I'm talking about Carter Hart, obviously, the goaltender for the Flyers. Um, Flames forward is a two players on the Devils, the center and defenseman. They're all members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Championship team. They win that tournament, and they're celebrating. And apparently something happened because they've all been charged with sexual assault. Pretty, pretty heavy stuff, obviously. What's really interesting to me, though, is the way it, it unfolded. And I didn't know anything about this. It just, I said, to some, I was like, something's up, something's up. It's like, I, whenever they had to give these, these you know, real nebulous reasons about people taking off, it's, you know, is someone in the family sick? Did someone die? It's it's, it's mm-hmm. usually pretty heavy. And now, obviously, we know what it is. It's pretty heavy. Um, but the London police were involved. The London police have they, they launched an investigation in 2022 after a report that Hockey Canada settled a lawsuit with a woman that she was sexually assaulted by eight members of the team after a gala celebrating a gold medal win at the 2018 championships that I mentioned. And um, it's it, it's pretty pretty big deal. Uh, all the team all the players obviously stepped away from the team. The NHL player, they were put on paid leave. And um, they're going to see if charges continue, you know, and what happens to these guys. And you know, right now, <laughs> the only issue is this is not—they're not going through the American justice system, which I don't believe, think is very good anyway, But it's better than most of the world. Where did it occur? London. Okay, it's in London. So they're going to be prosecuted in London. Um, and they all—they've you know, there's people speaking for them since they're all Canadians. There will everybody seem to have a law firm out of Toronto. Uh, that him in this case, but it's something that you don't see very often um, in any sport. How yeah. hard is this to
2: prove? Like, so, all right. So, my my line mm-hmm. of thinking, and if I'm going on, yeah, right. uh, so you're you're thinking about a situation like this. All right. So, was she willing? Buyer's remorse. Things change. Was it a situation where you know, like, I I just don't know how guys get to this point. And I know liquor, drugs, all these mm-hmm. things could happen, but. How that happens, especially in this day and age when you're, for that guy, a celebrity. But, like, again, I, we've seen stranger things happen than this. I just don't know how she's going to be able to prove this.
3: That well, a... I don't know. that You know, they say they already settled a, a civil lawsuit. Yeah. But that's a whole different burden of proof, and there may, there may be no proof. I don't know. And that's why... Um... And it's not
2: me saying she's lying, by the way. It's, it's no, me either. It's
3: proof. But, you know, you... The problem I have is, and I don't know, and again, I'm not blaming the victim or disbelieving her because I know nothing about what happened, but I am curious what the timing was of everything else, because this took place in 18. They settled a civil case in 22. Um, You know, so like, how, why did it take, you know, the four years? Mm Mm-hmm. And did it happen when these guys became NHL players? Okay. Um, so that's my only question. Because keep in mind, like Carter Hart is the one, because he, he's a goaltender and, and the, the Flyers doing well, I use him. Um, he's only 25 years old. You know, so like, he was, and you're talking about, let's, wow, that's six years ago now. Mm-hmm. He's, over, he's a 19 year old, 18, 19 year old guy. So when you wonder how these things happen, you get a bunch of 18, 19 year nineteen-year-old players. They just win a, a national championship. With, you know, they're all hammered. They're all partying. This—I ha- don't know. Look, I've seen this in, in my professional life as you know, as a police investigator, detective, where women have claimed rape by multiple men, and then had a recant. You know, eventually found that the story wasn't true, but they were locked up. I had one in a hotel. Um, we had a rape case, in, in it was a Lowe's Hotel in Manhattan. security director calls us, so I, we go over, and there's three guys and a woman, and uh, we lock up these three men because she said she was raped by them, you know, against her will, forcible rape. To make a very long story short, by the end of the, that morning, we figure out that it didn't happen that way. What happened was she was married. Gets drunk, decides to party with these three guys, and you know, you know, they're going to have a, you know, drugs and sex and all this other stuff. Her husband's looking for her all night. Now she needs a reason to tell him why, yeah. you know, she didn't come home last night. Can't tell him the truth, obviously. Doesn't want to tell him the truth. Makes up a story about rape, and these guys get locked up for a very serious crime. She fondly you know, confesses to us that it th- didn't happen that way because these guys were insisted it didn't. Um. So they avoid their arrests, and, and unfortunately, they never charge her. That's
2: what i was gonna add. She's got to be charged, then, right? They don't.
3: Oh. It's, we've tried that so many times. People make up stories. Prosecutors feel that if you start charging uh, victims or victim or complainants, even if they're lying, it'll deter other people from coming forward, which I don't believe at all. But they, that's why they don't. Because it kind of if there's no if there's no penalty for this, and there's no um, there's no you know, yeah. If there's no downside to it, why wouldn't you make up a story? Because yeah. what if you, you know, you win? Yeah. You know, what if they don't get, you know, like, look at the Duke Lacrosse case. That, that guy knew, the prosecutor knew full white letter. They didn't do it. And still move full Yeah, the DA, DNA on that case came back April 10th, negative. April 17th, he indicts them. You knew that DNA wasn't on that woman. And it never happened in the end. And he was willing to put four innocent kids in the prison for a, a rape. But anyway, that's what's going on here right now with the NHL of Philadelphia Flyers and, um... It's just, it's. I assume this just came out, so I'm assuming it's going to rock the the league
1: pretty hard. It, it happens. This is right, London, on, London, Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's like
3: I'm trying to remember. what it, Trying to get out with this. Oh, it's the All Star break. That's what I was going mm-hmm. with this. It's going to be. It's kind of a quiet weekend in the NHL, but there's going to be tremendous amount of press there now. Because now, yeah. you know, everyone's converging.
2: Thank God you have, um, you know, somebody like Gary Bettman that can really speak up and, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind,
3: guys. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big deal. It's happening right at the all-star break, so there's going to be a ton, um, a ton of, you know, press involved in this. But again, I don't know anything about the Canadian justice system. Um, I know they have lawyers out of um, Toronto, mm-hmm. but I just don't know exactly you know, what's going to transpire, what's next in this case. So, but a big deal.
1: Thank you very much, Ed. 410-583-1057, that's the number. What does the uh, sale of the Orioles mean for the future of the franchise? We'll talk about that at 8 o'clock, but on the other side, the ratings are in for championship weekend. What did we learn? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the Fan. in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So the Detroit Lions' first trip to the NFC Championship game in 32 years, (laughs) 56.7 million viewers on Fox. Mm. Yeah. 56.7 million viewers on Fox. While the AFC Championship game, 64 million viewers. Mm On CBS. So, and all together with 112.2 million viewers and $485 million.
3: And we think Taylor Swift has nothing to do with that? Taylor
1: Swift wasn't at the NFC Championship game.
3: <laughs> I know. They had
1: fewer viewers. Still a big-time number, though. I mean, uh, I, Big numbers. I, yeah. I, think, I think the Ravens and the Chiefs combined... Uh, you, you, I mean, definitely added some viewers. I guarantee some people who are not football fans watch that game for her. I, I, as I said, definitely added viewers, yeah. but I think the Ravens Chiefs game probably would have had more viewers anyway than, than the other game, especially with the Chiefs. The matchup
2: and, yeah, I mean, look, the, the story's cool with the Lions. Uh, I, I think that the intrigue over, you know, guys, like when you look at two of the top quarterbacks going head to head as opposed to Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, we talk about quarterbacks moving, um, you know, that's what moves the needle. But I, I'd say this too. Like, I do think the Taylor Swift effect is it, it, it's there. I mean, yeah, you're, now you're seeing people and, and justifiably. So I don't know why everybody complains about it. It's just somebody going to watch a game where their boyfriend's playing, whether you believe they're dating or not. If
3: we've gotten past that, I don't know why that's even an issue. I, we people keep bring it up.
2: Like, I, I don't know.
3: I, what, they're just making out uh, to, she, to what, fake it in public? Like, why would she pick Travis Kelsey, of why, all people? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just with. silly. It's like, they, they look like it's genuine displays of
1: affection after the game. It's just, but yeah. If she was going to have that fake thing, wouldn't she pick a major market? Yes, probably. She'd pick a, pick a bigger know. market, I think, in Kansas City. Uh, by the way, this- they Pennsylvania team. Who you, is she from? Do you know who they, who they surpassed? They surpassed the 54.9 million viewers CBS served up in January 2011. Jet Steelers. Oh, wow.
2: That's, a, that's just that's really odd. random, it? doesn't it? That's very, yeah. very odd. back how good the Jets were and the Steelers were that year.
1: Uh... It's totally good the Jets were well, around that time. The mm-hmm. market and the yeah. tradition. Yeah. The, the market of New, New York, York, tradition of Steelers. Absolutely. the Steelers. Yeah. The broadcast marked CBS's largest non-Super Bowl audience in 30 years. Mm-hmm going all the way back to the network's primetime coverage of the Lilyhammer Winter you know, Olympics. We did back-to-back AFC
3: championships. Yeah, and now they can't even you know get out of their own way. Fumble. I'll tell you what I'm curious about. When Curb comes out, if they have a reference to the Aaron Rogers thing, because oh. if they did it for Le'Veon Bell with the Jets killed Carl, this would be such a funny follow-up. Yeah, And there's, a, there's actually a Q&A with Larry David on March 29th. Should be could be Locally. could be oh really yeah they're nice. gonna
2: see I but the other thing too just going back to the, the the Taylor Swift thing why do people boo her when it's the cameras that are showing like I don't hey get somebody it.
3: I know so he, his daughter had like a Taylor Swift shirt on he got he he said he wanted to tell Robbie he was right about why you don't go to gang with the fans he said were terrible around them yeah, him. yeah. really abusive to his teenage daughter.
6: Um, you got some facts for us for her on camera, time? Yeah, this came out from the New York Times the other day. Uh, she's generally on screen if there's a—so the game on Sunday was three hours and 12 minutes long. She was on screen for less than 25 seconds. Yeah, but how many times?
3: It doesn't matter. Because the game was only 11 minutes long in those three hours.
6: No, yeah. but that's—it's all—the on-field product— is is not very long, but all the other ancillary things they show mm-hmm. on the side. If it's only twenty five seconds of something that's three hours and twelve minutes, so like your point is people overreact. There's some um, cognitive dissonance that people have that think she's like literally like it's a Taylor Swift show, and there's a yeah. football game well, happening they, well, that's on what the I side
3: because it's like they only go to her and they show a glimpse. So if they do it for three to you know three to five seconds, they've done it seven eight times. And I think people just see the frequency where they just, oh, the show Taylor Swift hugging somebody in the booth or high-fiving somebody. In, in reality, it's only like a four-second clip or something.
1: Yeah. Not that big of a deal to me. Really it's not. It doesn't cause me to not watch a football game.
3: I'm not even a fan of hers. I, have no, I think it's nice. It's Who cares? He's dating a you know megastar.
1: I'm not going to go as far as say I think it's nice. Not but I, don't, I won't but it's go as far as it doesn't bother me. It's just, to me, it's nothing. It's like, okay, all right. I just well, I don't know about that because I, I think, love love. Oh, to me, it's Be- nothing. It, it yeah, does. See, it doesn't represent I know, anything. like
3: other people, and I'm one of. them. I'm interested when I hear things like you know, Justin Herbert says, he's dating Taylor Bichotte, and like Aaron Rodgers dated Olivia Munn and, and other stars, and like it, mm-hmm. it, it,
1: you know, they, they live in that stratosphere. And I and I understand yeah. that means something to a lot of people. That's why they say yeah. it. But what I'm saying is none of that means anything to me. I, know, like, I, just, I just said that it's yeah. just it's
2: just noise, you know. Yeah, but Chris Christie was at all the Dallas Cowboys games. Who's he dating?
1: I think Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones. I was about to say. <laughs> okay. So what do we learn about this? The fact that it, th- th- these four teams produced 112.2. Because even though it's a Taylor Swift effect, I mean, 56.7 million viewers for the NFC Championship game is nothing to no, nothing to joke laugh about. That's pretty – that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I – I think
2: some years, I think things can be, I don't want to say cyclical, but like it's kind of strange. Maybe it's the effect of what you're talking about. we got some big, Detroit's a decent market, right? Right. Uh, you got California with San Francisco, and then the other two teams, even though they might be smaller markets, you've got two of the best players in football going at it. So maybe that's part of it, and you tie in Taylor
1: Swift, the buildup, all those things. Joe, so you have some very interesting facts about The 2023 playoffs.
6: This is uh, courtesy of Mike Florio. Uh, Wild card round averaged 31.2 million viewers. That's an 8% increase from last year. Uh, Divisional round was 40 million. That's 7% increase. And last weekend's game was 56.1 million. That's an 11% increase. So uh, these are their most watched playoffs ever. Mm. Yep, they're not hurting. Not at all. (laughs) Do you guys think that they'll set a new record for Super Bowl Viewership, yes,
3: oh, yeah, yeah, because this is a great storyline. I mean, this is all because Taylor leaves Japan. This has so much, <laughs> so much star power.
6: 115.1 million set the record last year.
3: You think between the, obviously, Mahomes, Kelsey, um, Taylor Swift's or not, and then on the other side of the ball, you got you know a
1: load of stars in the 49ers, mm-hmm. and I think you also now have a recognizable coach in Andy Reid who has his own commercials as well, Steve yeah. Farm commercials, the Good Goodly Move mm-hmm. commercial. What's so, the other one? It was f- the the stickers. Good googly moogly. That's right. Who like, yeah. the yeah. chefs, yeah. chefs? Yeah. Googly yeah. moogly. Yeah. yeah. Great googly, googly moogly. Let's go to Pasadena and get Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys. Good morning. Great show. Good morning. Thank hey, you, sir.
4: I just want to. When I'm watching TV, no, no matter what sporting, mainly the NFL, all I see is Travis Kelsey commercials. Mm -hmm. He has got, he is endorsing about seven or eight different products now during NFL time. Mm -hmm. Do you know if those endorsements (sighs) happened after he started? Dating Taylor Swift? No, no, many no, them, not no, many of them. Not of them before. You got State Farm. That's
2: always been there. That's, that's always been Pat Mahomes, but they brought in Kelsey because of the commercial. Yeah. yeah. Know, because of the tie in. Yeah. They, they, he's got. He, Tra, he Travis got the, Kelsey was all over the place before Taylor Swift. He
1: got seven figures from Pfizer to do the commercial there well, for the uh, for, uh the shot. The shot. Yeah. He's been all over the place. I think you notice him more now because he's dating uh, uh, Taylor Swift. He's been all over the
3: TV. Plus, for his, years. He and
1: his brother's
2: podcast, if you're on social media, Campbell's. Put, He's always at Campbell's. Yeah, Campbell's. And Mahomes
3: is going to be, it's, it, it's, it's a no brainer going to have the Chiefs and national commercials. A, mm-hmm.
1: I think it goes back to what Joe was just saying. I think people make more of a big deal out of it than than it is. Uh, Travis Kelsey yeah. was doing his thing a long time ago. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said. You don't care about who the da- – I couldn't care less how many
3: commercials
6: he gets.
2: What's it <laughs> got to do with me? I Kelsey say. had a dating
6: show. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. had his own dating yes. show. He sure did. He sure did. Which was very cringeworthy looking back at it now, but <laughs> – Let's go to David Salisbury. What's up, Dave? Good morning, Dave.
7: Good morning. Thanks for taking my call this morning. Thank you for calling. Uh, just want to talk about the NFL, you know, and I understand, you know, their perspective on this, but it seems like, you know, and it's been this way for a few years, not just this year necessarily – but the NFL is more like an entertainment business, like the WWE, more than it is a sports business. And I get where they're coming from. You know, they want to draw a lot of attention to these celebrities and everything. But, I mean, I, I hate to say it get like the WWE, although I, I did used to watch the WWE when I was younger and Vince McMahon and some of these, you know, superstars, you know, actually, you know, thought, you
1: know. So are you saying it's staged like the WWE, like, you know, the outcome like that? I mean, in part, I guess you could. Or, because or of, is it that you see a lot of celebrities attending
3: that they show and always showing the crowd?
1: Because if that's the case, then the NBA is I'm more of a WWE than the NFL. Have you seen a see see Knicks game? Who's yeah. your
7: favorite wrestlers, Dave? I mean, I'm, I'm old school. I'm, I used to watch it when I was growing up back in the 80s and 90s. Like the Hulk you, Hogan's and the you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Hacksaw Jim Dungan. I don't oh. know if you ever heard of him. You probably yeah, Hacksaw Jim Dungan.
1: Him, but, I remember him. Eh, he, has, carried, he carried a four-by-four, two-by-four. Uh, four, two four. Yeah.
7: Right. I, I mean, I used to actually like that. And I don't have nothing against that, the entertainment and the NFL. But I think it's two months of a, a entertainment business and a sports business. And, you know, I get where they're coming from. They, you know, they want to have, you know, Taylor in the, in the Super Bowl. And obviously, they're going to draw the most ever. They were talking about earlier. They definitely will draw the most ever. And,
1: so they win. I mean, that, that's just that, – that they win. It is the entertainment business. Yeah. I that's all it is. is. <laughs> I mean, and, and the, that's the problem, Ed. People forget it's entertainment. We're in the entertainment business. It, this is not hard news. I mean, they, they, they act as if they also act as if they're not supposed to want to make more money. And Hacksaw, oh, you make enough money. Hacksaw
2: Jim Dungan
1: was, he was a ladies man. He'd
2: always come out to the ring and, and scream for the ladies. Oh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> he called him Jim Dungan. I can't believe you guys, Called are, the ladies. you guys were
1: you guys were interviewing him like No you is, did. No. You asked him who his favorite wrestler you're, was. You're going, oh, so what what are you saying, Dave? What do you like? because no, I, I wanted to I wanted to make clear what we're trying he was to saying get him tell he him t- the conversation. Going. Was saying. I did not
3: we, we were trying our best to make this a legitimate conversation, have a serious no. conversation, and you bring up his favorite wrestler.
2: Because he brought up wrestling. What what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear if he actually meant what he was saying? Or who this cat's <laughs> favorite wrestler is?
1: Do you all have a problem? With uh, with pro sports entering and mixing with the entertainment business because I don't see anything wrong with it. It's been happening with the Lakers and the Lakers Show for years. The Baltimore's Knicks. big bad morning show and the Knicks. Right, I, forget, I can't forget that one, Ed. Right here on the fan. That's what she's going to be singing to Travis at the Super Bowl. And he better win. <laughs> I like this. Shout out to my nieces listening for the first time, Sydney and Leah. Traveling to school.
2: How many women have you said that to, Ed? You look like my next mistake. <laughs>
1: quite a few, of, quite a few mistakes. Is yeah. my the next my next ex-wife? <laughs> Let's go to Rick and Bel Air. What's up, Rick?
4: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning Thanks to That's over the hump. This Ravens lost. Yeah, 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 it's tough. You guys always a great show. Thank you. Um, tell me if I'm crazy, but I think the thing that's maybe bumping up these TV viewing numbers are the massive increase in. Uh, legalized gambling throughout
1: the u.s it's funny you yeah. said that because my uh my buddy daryl jackson uh, over at mount Carmel just texted me and he said the same thing the influence with gambling and online betting there's uh, there's something
2: coming with the gambling scene too they're going to start investigating and probably putting some restrictions on things um and how... winning too much no 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 it's not that it's just targeting audiences and and uh you know, kind of the same way that I guess they would come after cigarettes and different things. Like you know, they don't want them targeting younger people and this being something. And I think that's really where they've gone with with some of their advertising.
6: They said they're only going to show three uh, yeah. three gambling ads during the entire entirety of the Super Bowl.
1: Here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah. Let's protect people from themselves. Yeah. Like let's go stop people from gambling. Let's, you remember when cigarette sales went down because they don't advertise them anymore? Yeah, exactly. I, Stop. By the way,
2: when you go to Europe, so like when I went to mm-hmm. went to Germany and we were at, at the airport, you should have stayed. The thanks. The the cigarettes on the boxes they have like pictures of what you know what it can do to you, like cancer, mm-hmm. and it's, there's pictures of people that uh, have all different types of uh, things hooked up to them and what yeah. lungs look like. Like you're buying, it'd be like trying to sell, um, like at the grocery store you're in the meat section or whatever and you see rotten meat on the beef that you're buying or whatever it's like oh i don't want i'm not eating that if that's what that looks like they it, it's they have diseases on the on the <laughs> box <laughs> of the cigarettes and people still buy them uh, yeah yeah that's, that's oh, just how that it is. is people was, know what they're
3: doing yeah they're making it for you free will
2: so, i don't think like to rob's point the only point i'm trying to make is to rob's point Is like if you're seeing that and they're saying this is what it causes don't smoke this you're like I think I want to try another one
4: of those.
2: <laughs> like, you're not changing anybody's you're not, mind. You're
1: not. Let's go to Hubie in Baltimore. What's up, Hubie? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. What I have learned is that Mike Preston quote was right. The Ravens had a mental meltdown and lost their composure. Just like I said, they was mentally soft. I didn't direct it straight to Flowers, but several of them had mental meltdowns. And as far as the play calling mm. and this Taylor Swift effect, hey, hogwash. If I had it, Uh, A quarter for every excuse that I didn't complete or didn't get done, I'd be a billionaire, man. No more excuses, and let's talk more about the Orioles. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Let's go out to uh, Kevin in Ellicott City. What's up, Kevin? What's good, fellas? How y'all doing this morning? Nothing much, man. How are you?
4: Doing good. Um, I can tell you, don't smoke cigarettes like that, because it'll cost you about twenty grand to get your mouth fixed like it did me, man, from smoking for 20 years, so. I wouldn't I wouldn't want that on anybody, but uh I'd like to hear y'all's um comments on um it's wild, right? People people wanted the major league baseball game shortened, but they'll spend their whole day at NFL and uh to y'all's question to us, you know, for me the entertainment side, I think it's just coming gone as I've gotten a little older and had to make life adjustments to the part, you know, to the to the fun side of life. But uh for a guy like me I mean, it's cool for the industry, but it's just not for me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. And, and Kevin,
1: Kevin, before you hang, the Kevin, before you hang up, I want to make sure you get this answer. This is the difference between the baseball and the football comparison. Football uh, is once a week. So I'll sit down for three to four hours to watch that. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a daily commitment. So you want that to go a little bit quicker. You don't want to have to spend three to four hours every day watching a baseball game. And you'd be feeling – if football were three or four times a week, you'd probably feel the same way. But I can devote, for the most part, a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. three to four hours watching one game, knowing I don't have to do it again tomorrow. Watching my favorite team. If I spend three to four hours on on a Tuesday, and I got to do it again on Wednesday, then I'm to have to do it again on Thursday. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a it becomes a daily grind. So that's why I think people want baseball games to be shorter. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, because we watch pretty much
3: every one of them. Um, I don't watch every one, but I watch a whole bunch. And it's like. If you were to dedicate four hours a day to that, yeah, it's just you know, know, forget it. But I mean, on Sundays, I watch, I watch the one o'clocks and the four
1: o'clocks and the, the night game, and because once a week. Daniel Allen Tuck will be on at eight forty-five to talk more about this sale of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we'll also have uh, uh, Jacob Calvin Meyer on at nine fifteen more as well. Uh, On the other side, what does the sale, the Baltimore Orioles sale, mean for the future of this franchise? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.